the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to a show dedicated to getting you to retirement. Sometimes it's going to be talking about insurance. Sometimes it's going to be talking about investments. Sometimes it's strategy, 401ks, 403bs, little money 101s on occasion. I try to change it up a bit. There's a common formula that I typically do. I look a little bit at yesterday. Then I look a little bit at today. Then I try to tie together maybe a strategy. Try to wrap it up with uh, what's working and why kind of angle. Yesterday, the markets were all higher. The Dow, the SP, and the NASDAQ. With the Dow being the biggest winner. Again, that's kind of a trend since June. That the market breadth is expanding. That's very healthy for a bull market. The big tech stocks like the NVIDIAs and the Apples and the Microsofts, they've hit highs, but now they're having problems breaking into further higher ground. 10-year treasury sits at 3.87%. That's going to start getting problematic around four. Keep in mind later this week, well, we're going to start getting earnings from Amazon and Microsoft, from Coca-Cola, McDonald's, big names. And they're all going to show us something. You know, maybe McDonald's will show us that people are looking for value meals. Uh, maybe they'll say, you know, people have cut down their average ticket from $6 to $5.50. Coca-Cola will tell us how they're doing in the world and how currencies are affecting their business. Obviously, Alphabet and Microsoft and uh, not Amazon, um, just the big boys. They're going to tell us what what's going on in the U.S. economy. Let's keep going with uh, where we're at today. AMC is up 32% for the year. Still, I would say not my kind of investment. I know you're saying you don't want to be up 32%. Of course I would. But I don't want to take the risk of a company that's saddled with a lot of debt and potential writer strike and uh, actor strike continues to uh, put pressure on movie releases. Not my kind of thing. Uh, I'll just stay away. Uh, you ever been with a a love interest and you're like, um, that person's trouble? To me, AMC looks like trouble. Maybe when it's good, it's very, very good. But when it's bad, I don't want anything to do with it. Dow has been a winner for 11 straight days. Holy mackerel. That's the best streak since February of 2017, back when we were all children. Big tech earnings this week, likely rate hike from the Fed tomorrow. A lot of people stress that the Fed's doing too much, but as they started talking about, I think their plan was triple rate hikes, triple rate hikes, triple rate hikes, and then double rate hike and then single rate hike. They kind of have this layout now, then skip a month and skip a month. Um, they kind of have a pattern. And again, we are going to see higher inflation later this year. Because what's going on with Russia and Ukraine with food and grain? Or with grain and food is probably the right way of saying that, right? 
So Barbie and Oppenheimer, Barbenheimer, um, three stocks that are getting the love vibes, Mattel, IMAX, and AMC. None of those are really for me. But I can understand why they'd be for you. Back in the 1990s, I was fascinated with IMAX um, because they went from four IMAX screens to every screen being made as an IMAX screen. And that's the kind of growth that you're looking for. But um, it's just not for me. I'll just be honest with you. Um, let's keep moving forward. Um, the IRS won't come to your door anymore. I thought that was an interesting little story. Um, I did, uh, had a college girlfriend who was highly recruited, almost like the CIA, FBI. She was highly recruited by the IRS while she was still in college. I think they have a certain type they're looking for. Um, and she got bit by a dog once going out to a property. And the IRS says, we won't do that anymore. We're, we're not going to do any unannounced visits, taxpayers' homes. Too dangerous. It's a controversial practice to drop by without telling people. It's been around since the 1950s, protect its agent's safety. They're saying we're not going to do it. The agency will send letters requesting the taxpayer schedule an appointment in specific cases, such as a delivery of a summons or a subpoena or a seizure of assets. An unannounced visit may still occur. Adidas has got some good news. Remember those, uh, can I say this? The problematic relationship with Kanye West or Yay, and how he kind of lost his mind uh, with a public meltdown while he was divorcing Kim or while she was divorcing him. Well, he said some crazy stuff. And Adidas says, we can't really have you as a spokesperson anymore if you're going to be hating on the Jews or we can't have that. And they pulled his brand. Turns out that even when sneakers get canceled, you can still move them. Adidas has been selling off the stockpile of Yeezys it was stuck with after cutting ties with Ye over the rapper's anti-Semitic marks, remarks. Sales are strong. In its first new online sale since pulling the shoes in the fall, Adidas got orders for 4 million pairs, 562 million. Adidas said the strong sales means it's now on track to lose 450 million this year, uh, 498 million U.S. That's kind of interesting. They had previously predicted they're going to lose 775 million. I know you're saying, who would have thought that Kanye would be that important to a business? Oh, yes. Let's keep moving forward. Um, oh, good God. Here's the shocking news of the day. Opened up the Wall Street Journal this morning and uh, a big fashion trend. Um, I made some good money in the 1990s investing in a company called Gap because I had a CEO named Mickey Drexler who kind of figured out girls look good in capri pants. Kind of like Capri Pants kind of had the open bell bottoms near the bottom or open bottoms. Uh, kind of khakis with open, an open feel to them. Maybe it showed off the ankle or the that calf. I don't know. I'm not a fashion person, right? But this summer, the man pre's are in. So think khaki pants. Kind of. Maybe more of a skirt. And, you know, big old calf kiss and bloomers at the bottom. And I didn't expect that to be a trend or style. The reason I'm bringing that up is a little bit odd, but it makes sense to me. The reason I'm bringing that up is sometimes you don't see things coming. I'm not going to go out and get a pair. I don't need to be that trendy. 
And boy, oh boy, would I look stupid. Um, let's keep moving forward. Let's see what we're looking at today. Tonight, we're going to get earnings. Um, good earnings results and responses to the blue chip companies that reported since yesterday's close. General Motors, 3M, General Electric, Sherwin-Williams, Kimberly-Clark, and Verizon all exceeded earnings expectations. And those are very different companies. Kimberly-Clark makes paper products. Sherwin-Williams makes paints that go under our walls when we're uh, not buying a new home. We're staying in our homes, but we're uh, uh, redoing them, making them look all pretty. Verizon, obviously, uh, kind of a play on phones and, and mobile services. 3M's got a big legal issue that they're trying to wrap up. That's a tough one for me to analyze. Alphabet and Microsoft are trading higher in front of their earnings report after the, tonight's close. Those reports are important for the market given the size of the companies. If they disappoint Microsoft, Apple, or Alphabet, they could pull down the whole market because they're so market cap weighted. Entering today, the S P 500 is up 9% since the end of May. The S P 500 equal weight is up 10.7%, which is really, really good news because when you take, when you weight all the stocks the same, you want to see more stocks go higher than fewer stocks. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. Home prices cement rebound. They're up four straight months. The IMF is raising global growth forecasts despite China's recovery, losing steam. In the latest update to the World Economic Outlook, the IMF raised its 2023 global growth prediction by two-tenths of a percentage point. That's good news. So 2023, we're seeing growth. 2024 is right around the corner, and we're seeing 3% growth. That's a, a Goldilocksian kind of number. Again, I, I'm in the market. I never completely get out of the market. I rebalanced out of some of my struggling stocks into different names last year, some growth names. You know about them, some names like NVIDIA. I did very well. With my mutual funds in my 401k, I sold some of my winners and bought some more of the, the stragglers. That's what I tend to do. Mutual funds, I tend to keep a balance, whether it's 20% growth, large cap, and uh, 10% mid cap, 10% uh, small cap, uh, some international, some income. I, Whenever I get winners, I like maintaining those percentages. So I'll sell some of my winners and fund some of my laggards. Now, again, I have the winners could be up 20% while the laggards could be up 5 I'm still going to keep my balance the way I want it to be. Um, so home prices are doing lovely. IMF is saying 2024 looks nice. I feel comfortable. Inflation's coming down. We still have a long way to go. About eight to nine months to really feel the impact of what the Federal Reserve has done by raising interest rates. We're not out of the woods in any way, shape, or form. Americans are spending some of their cash. Dwindling it down. Credit usage is going up. That's not necessarily a positive thing. Inflation still historically high, although it is coming down. Like I said earlier, I, we do expect food inflation to come back into the big headline as Russia has gone after some Ukrainian ports, which feed the grain to the world. 
through the uh, ocean waves. Let's talk about some other issues, shall we? Let's talk about Spotify. Uh, Spotify raised prices yesterday. I know that seems like that was yesterday. And then today they say they had their best quarter ever, and yet their stock is falling down 12% today. This is not a stock that I own, but this is the type of stock that I would consider, especially with what I've just said. Raised prices, best quarter ever, stocks pulling back. It could be, and we'll take a look at it, it could be a victim of its own success. Where the stock's already moved 60, 70, 80% for the year. And it's time to say, okay, you've, you've bounced back. But you're simply not going to go up another 60, 70, 80%. So we're going to, whoa, horsey, whoa, Spotify down 12%. Uh, music streaming platform losses widened in the second quarter as it fell short of revenue estimates. Oh, so let's talk a little bit about that. Their loss widened. Again, do I own any? No. Would I consider it? Yes. Am I going to pull the trigger today? No. Company said that it added 36 million monthly active users in the last three months. That was 21 million above guidance. They were supposed to add 15 million. They added 36. That's pretty impressive. Spotify added 10 million net subscribers, 3 million ahead of its forecast, and a record for the second quarter. Spotify, and again, when you're finding tech stocks to own or growth stocks to own, maybe you could own 15. I don't know what the number is for you. I'm probably around 10 to 12. Um, and that's why Spotify hasn't made my list yet. Most speculative name that I own is Airbnb. So, and I'm just being honest with you, don't try to be like me. Be like you. Um, Spotify reported a net loss of 334 million buckaroos. That's a pretty big loss. Last year in this period, they lost 125 million. Operating losses widened in the second quarter. Spotify said it incurred higher music royalty costs, but made some improvement to podcast profitability. Its gross margins fell 47 basis points, down to 24.1%. And that's in a charge relating to the cancellation of a number of podcast shows, about 44 million. They got a little too drunk happy with buying podcasts. Oh, we're going to buy the Duchess and, and the, the Prince of England. And then they just came up with crap product. And ultimately, they got kicked out. But they did get paid a lot of money up front. Um, a lot of people won't like a company that reports bad numbers and raises prices. They'll see them as greedy. They had an impairment charge of excess real estate. That one hurts. But I think they're addressing, and again, I don't know the music industry terribly well, the royalties where they're paid more in royalties by raising the prices. Usually companies aren't too stupid. Now, again, I say that with a, a little bit of caution there. Um, because what's too stupid to you and what's too stupid to me, right? So tonight after the market closes, I'm going to be stoked listening to Microsoft and um, getting an update from Alphabet. Alphabet's not having a great quarter. I wouldn't be surprised if a miss. They're having an ad slump bigly. And all we're talking about 
is AI, 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 when what we should be talking about is ads when it comes to Google, it's parent alphabet. Investors like me or investor like me, me, well, investors like I, I will be parsing the report tonight. I'm going to be looking for signs of improvement in the advertising market, cloud spending trends, any updates on intelligence, um, artificial intelligence investments. Last week, Microsoft went up big when they said we're going to uh, do a uh, Office 365 subscription for chatbot. And it's going to cost you $30 a month. And we did the numbers and we're like, okay, that's an extra $13 billion a year. That's a lot of revenue. The nice thing about software companies and cloud companies is once you get the program and you upload it to the cloud, you're not sending it to a store. The margins are pretty tight in the cloud and in, in software. So the firm held on to advertisers better than small smaller players. We're going to learn a lot about generative artificial intelligence, how much it's provided for the fuel of the stock's recent run. Is the big run-up because of AI or is the big run-up because advertiser that they held on to? That topic's going to be a big focus on the show tomorrow, I bet. Dan Ives was talking about, you know, who is well-positioned for the 800 billion AI revolution that is set to transform the tech industry over the next decade. And we're going to be looking for the breadcrumbs of what Google has to say. 30. Kind of excited about that one. So today around 1.30 Pacific time, you know where I'll be. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, or Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Thanks for listening to the show. Again, the show's dedicated to getting you to retirement. It's a good time to be a saver, a real good time to be a saver. With the 10 year treasury at 3.8%, it's right in that area where I say, It's better to be a saver going after income, going after bonds than it is going after growth stocks. When that number is under three and a half percent, I'm definitely in growth stocks. But when it's around four percent, I have to think it through. I'm in the business not losing money. I'm in the business of creating wealth. Right now is a good time to be a saver. Let's talk about saving. The Fed's rapid rate hikes not only mean that they can earn interest on their nest eggs, Savers also finally have options on how to do so. Yields on money market funds are hovering around 5%, which is well below the half percent average for, which is well above, excuse me, well above the half percent average for a savings account at, a, at, a, at your bank. You can get your money at Bank of America or Wells Fargo, getting you one half of 1%, or you can get 5% with going after a money market fund. The Fed seemingly is intent on raising interest rates another 25 basis points, which means you're probably going to see a little bit more increase in how you're able to save in a money market fund. But it's not all just money markets. If you want like longer exposure to 5%, you can do it now. Money markets are incredibly safe. It's a great place to park cash while deciding what to do. I like money markets because they're liquidity. I got another chunk of my mom's inheritance recently, and I threw it in my money market for, until I decide what to do with it. Wall Street economists have been you know, thinking, are we going to hit a recession? Or are we not going to hit a recession? 
when the economy starts to slow, the Fed will cut interest rates. And that's when your money market questions will become, that's not a good option anymore. But until they cut rates, you're you're looking good there. Now, if you're more bullish on the economy, you go after some high yield or corporate debt. The Spider Bloomberg high yield bond junk fund, ticker symbol HYG or JNK or HYG. There's two of them. They yield about 5.6%. The junk bonds yield about 6.4%. But if you think the economy is going to improve, the junk bonds really aren't that much of a junk. A junk bond basically means we're giving money to a company that's struggling or isn't hitting on all cylinders. It's not horrible. So again, if you want 6.4%, you're, you're taking the, the risk of an economy slowing down and hurting those corporations. Okay. But you're getting 6.4% instead of 5.5% with your money market. Now, if you want the high yield corporate bonds, which aren't necessarily junk, they're, again, they're higher than money market rates. 5.6% ticker symbols are J and K, if you want to look at home, and HYG, HYG. Um, again, consult a broker advisor before taking any action on any stocks or ideas ever mentioned on this show. Um, what else do I need to hit on today? Patrice Bergeron's retiring from the Bruins after 19 years. That's the thing that I throw down. These were his high earning years. When he retires, he's probably not going to be earning as much as he did when he was playing, Right. Same thing is going to happen to you one day. When you retire, you're probably not going to earn as much in retirement as when you were working. I just, you got to learn the simplest, dumbest of lessons. And once you do that, I, I think you're, you're, you're much better off because you can build on it. But let's go back to the last idea on saving. This is a good time. If the economy rolls along, you won't have credit issues, but you will get capital appreciation in the high-yield bond and in the corporate bond. Um, If you want to take a more negative view on the economy, it'll take a lot. uh, It'll take a while for the market and the economy to absorb the impact of the 10 rate hikes that we've had so far over the last 16 months. You could buy a two-year treasury. So again, depending on if you're neutral, you could stay in the money market fund. If you're bullish on the U.S. economy, you can get exposure to corporates, junk, and high yields. And if you're bearish, you can lock into a two-year treasury or a five-year treasury if that's your thing. So um, I think I gave a good, a pretty good lesson there. I don't know. It feels good, though, because um, for 20 years... Uh, 25 years I've been doing the show and on television. And when interest rates drop, I'm excited. And you can actually hear me go, sweet, I'm going to be investing. Sweet, love stocks. And this is the first time where I'm like, cash is pretty good right now. Money market's awesome. And who who's that good for? It's people in retirement. It's your mom and your dad. Maybe it's you who's listening to the show. I don't know. I don't think a lot of retirees listen to the show because they talk really quickly. And that's what I've heard feedback on is slow it down. On occasion, I will try to slow it down just 
for those who think I talk too fast. Uh, what else do we have to hit today? Um, the two generals, General Electric and General Motors. I'm not interested in either stock. Do you have stocks like that that just you're like, nope, those were my daddy's stocks. I, I, I can't really see myself owning Verizon. I get it. But again, how many stocks do you want to own? I think that's a really, really good question for you. So the more you own, the more you have to follow, right? We got better than expected earnings results from several blue chip stock companies this morning. And last night, we got strength in the mega cap space. We got treasury yields heading somewhat higher. We're going to be very much so wait and see. I would imagine today's close is going to be on the weak side because we're waiting and seeing, you know, how much Microsoft has moved in the last three months and how much Google has moved in the last three months. Did they, did they deserve that? And today we're going to find out. So when I pull up a chart on Microsoft in the last three months, it started three months ago after the last earnings at $275. It's now at $345. That's a pretty good move for a company worth trillions of dollars. That's a pretty good move. And when you take a look at, and again, take a look at Spotify, you know, they had that great quarter and I never really finished my thought on that, but they've also had a great year. And if you're losing money right now, you're just not sexy on Wall Street. I hate to say it, but that's something um, Jim Cramer's right about. He's like, uh, stay away from companies that are losing money. I kind of agree with him. Um, Now, let's take a look at Google in the last three months. They're a little bit lower today. They started a little bit higher. But again, because it's earnings day for them, tomorrow's going to be a different day. Three months ago, you could get it at $104 a share. I was recommended on air for years, but in particular around $95. I remember at my pints and portfolio, the first one of that I did in Marin, um, that was the stock pick I told people to go for. And it's gone from 95 back then to 121 today. So again, if they talk a lot about AI tonight, stock will probably go higher. I still think they have some upside, but again, it, it's, we're going to be looking at their ads bigly. Really, really important to look at their ads, in my opinion. And if you take a look at their PE, I think they're on the cheaper side of all the mega, tap, mega cap tech companies. Uh, but they're also a little problematic. Their Ford PE is about 19 times next year's earnings. Um, and you're, when you're looking at Microsoft and Apple, you're looking at 3540. So there's some value there, but why is there value? That's right, because there's some problems there too. Um, all good stuff. You know, I, I love earning season. There's no doubt about that. Uh, the conference board's consumer confidence index rose to 117 in July, up from 109 in June. Um, confidence is a funny thing. I think the key takeaway is that an uptick in consumer confidence was driven by a pickup in views about current conditions and the outlook which are an offshoot of better feelings about inflation coming down and the labor market remaining tight. The Federal Reserve would love two things. They would love to see the housing numbers come down. 
some inventory to get out there and for housing prices to fall. I do think housing prices will fall when there's more inventory. But the first two-year reaction to higher interest rates has been, whoops, I got a 25 3%, 3.5% mortgage. I'm not selling because I'm going to have to go out and buy another house at 6, 6.5-7% interest rate mortgage. So I think as the year goes on and time goes on, as more houses are like, well, I'm, I kind of got to retire and I got to downsize and this is what I'm going to do. And um, you're selling at a higher rate, but you're also buying at a higher rate, which isn't the worst thing to do. Um, I don't know. At the beginning of this year, I said I'm going to buy a house in the next 12 to 18 months. It, it may be 24. Um, I don't have a good vibe yet on – I think housing prices will come down in the second half of this year as we move more into winter um, and away from summer. Summer is typically a very good time for housing prices. Anyhow, and anyway, you can always find me online at robblackshow.com. While at robblackshow.com, you can sign up for the next big event where I give stock ideas. Uh, but more importantly, it's going to be an event uh, ran by CFP Chad Burton, the seven tests of retirement readiness. It's going to be at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos, August 24th. So a little less than a month away. You can sign up for the event at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. If you've been to two or more events, uh, give someone else the seat, please. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archived podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth's certified financial planners online at robblackshow.com. So I always like to try to end the show with a really thought-provoking idea or concept. Disney approached the NFL, the NBA, and Major League Baseball last week after having basically run into slowing growth at its parks and its movies. It's been cutting staff. And they approached the big leagues and said, do you want to be partners? And that just blows my mind. Um, the NFL, the NBA, NHL and Major League Baseball have been saying, you know, we love advertisers like sports gambling for an industry that really hasn't been into sports gambling until they got into sports gambling. Pete Rose is probably he's not rolling over in his grave yet, but he's got to be rolling his eyes. Um, there's a player for the Denver Broncos that got suspended indefinitely for betting on games that uh, last year. And yet the NFL says, hey, uh, sports wagering companies, come on in. Just our players aren't allowed to wager. ESPN laid off 20 on-air personalities. The New York Times decided to close its sports desk. The sports industry is going through some uh, reckoning. Like the New York Times closing its sports desk doesn't sound like that big of a story to you. But when I grew up, like, holy mackerel, newspapers had some sway and they had some employees who had some sway and they, they broke stories. And now it's going to be all AI bots writing stories for what happened last night. More news jobs have already been cut this year than all of 2022 and 2021. Industry experts explain the three media trends that can replace traditional sports journalism. We need to talk about that. So far, we've seen 150 jobs cut across ESPN Sports Illustrated, Warner Brothers, Discovery, The Athletic. I get my son a subscription to the, the copy, the, the physical copy of Sports Illustrated. Um, and I also get my other son a physical copy of what's called Otaku, which is all about Japanese animation. But that only comes out every month. 
but it comes out every day online. So he's more inclined to read it online than the physical copy. The New York Times announced it would shut its sports department and redirecting writers to other parts of the newsroom while leaving sports coverage to The Athletic, which the Times purchased for $550 million last year. The Los Angeles Times decided to stop its routine sports coverage, including game recaps, box scores, and standings. That's a pretty big loss. I know, I, I know it's been coming. But the big media companies and the newspaper companies made a huge mistake in the 1990s, when uh, 2000s, when Google said, hey, can we access your data? Can we crawl it? And put it on search engines. Um, and they thought they were going to get more eyeballs and more subscriptions. And whoops. All the big media companies are doing a huge mistake right now with AI by say, by letting AI use their material to, to create a, a language model. Of which I think it should be the other way around. I think Reuters should go to chat GPT and say, um, can we license your technology? Um and come out with the greatest Reuters is in a position, in my opinion, to become a great media company um, and have the best language models out there because they have the most consistent reporting, in my opinion, in the last 20 years. But the business model doesn't make a lot of sense right now. L.A. Times is going to stop its routine sports coverage. That's a big city. The Athletic, which is an online sports paper, is replacing the New York Times newspaper sports. Everyone's having a problem figuring out uh, a model to make the type of reporting really profitable. It's probably not great news for the the industry because this is a leader. The Grim Reaper is coming. Wow. LeBron's James, LeBron James' son had cardiac arrest in practice, hospitalized. Breaking news. Um, Challenger. They, as a firm, in the first six months of the year, reported 18,836 job cuts in media, compared to less than 4,000 in all of 2021 and 2022. The job cuts continue. Sports journalism is under fire from AI, the shift to streaming, the rising cost of TV deals, local news deserts, and plenty of other factors. I work at Cron, and I can tell you, 25 years ago, there was at least it felt like 300 people in the building at all times. And now it feels like 40. And that's not an official headcount in any way, shape or form. But it changed. Sports journalism. And, and I remember the one of the first times where I was like, oh, media is changing fast. We had a city hall reporter. who would just sit at city hall all day long and wait for in that time. I think it was Gavin Newsom to, to say something or change something or rule on something. And that journalist could go from office to office and like find out, you know, hey, how's the budget looking? Or, hey, how's Gavin doing? And when we removed that position, I was like, uh-oh, things are changing. So AI, the shift to streaming, the rising cost of all TV deals. But also the demand for sports content isn't going anywhere. It's just going to look and sound a lot different. My son wants, he's a, a different voice than me. He loves that HBO show. Uh, the Netflix show called Quarterbacks and HBO Hard Docs. He loves it. Whereas I didn't grow up with that kind of exposure. Sports media personalities who connect directly with fans through podcasts, Twitch, YouTube channels. They're providing the new voice of the sports page. And the the beauty is the the in the 18 to 30 group, 
that's the key demographic for media organizations. Pat McAfee, who I do not understand. I know that uh, Brett Favre would call into a show often. Not Brett Favre. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I think maybe Brett Favre did too, but Aaron Rodgers particularly. He's like, he comes into ESPN. He gets paid $85 million over five years. He's, a, I think, a former punter out of the Indianapolis Colts. That's a huge deal. Why do they have to cut 25 reporters for pay his salary? You know, it's because my kid, he, he reaches out to my kid. Athletes are cutting out the middleman and they're owning their own stories and becoming their own news takes. You see it with Stephen A. Smith. Uh, you see it with Draymond Green. Uh, just setting up media shops that are actually working. David Ortiz. Um, out goes the old news. In comes the new star athlete, news reporter. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.